Hey everybody, Ted Forbes. Welcome back to The Art of Photography. In this video, I want to share with you the work of one of my favorite contemporary photographers living today, and I'm speaking of Nick Brandt. Nick was born in the UK, today he lives in Los Angeles, and he had a brief career in the early 90s as a music video director. And I'll talk about all this in a second, but I think he is absolutely phenomenal and does some very stunning work, uh, mainly with wildlife um, in East Africa, and dealing also with some activism surrounding the poaching situation that's going on there. So I think the best thing to do is go look at some images. So without further ado, this is the work of Nick Brandt. About 10 years ago, I was at a store one day shopping for a gift for my mother uh, called World Market, which is not a bookstore. Anyway, this book was on the shelf and had several copies and I pulled it down, thumbed through it, and was just stunned and amazed by these wonderful pictures of African wildlife and had no idea who Nick Brandt was. Bought the book, took it home, did further research. And Nick Brandt is an incredible photographer who has a very special cause that's very dear to his heart. This is the first book of a series of three. There's a trilogy of these. And the first one is called On This Earth. The second is called A Shadow Falls, and then the third, Across the Ravaged Land. So when you read all the titles together, it makes more sense on this earth, A Shadow Falls Across the Ravaged Land. And Nick Brandt is a fairly young photographer. Um, I think he's in his late 40s right now, and he is simply amazing. He had a interesting career in the 90s, uh, directing music videos from MTV, and did videos for Badly Drawn Boy, XTC, Moby, Michael Jackson, and many others. And it was actually on the shoot of a Michael Jackson video that he took his first trip to Africa, which changed his life and his career path, is now he no longer does music videos, but simply specializes in these beautiful black and white images. And I want to talk a little bit about Nick. I want to talk about his process and uh, and show you this this book because his images are simply outstanding. Um, Nick is very interesting because he does shoot um, a sort of hybrid process and so he actually shoots film medium format. He uses a Pentax 6x72 camera and he does not use a telephoto lens. All these images are shot up close um, as if they are portraits of people and Nick is very much involved with conservation of the poaching problem that's going on in East Africa right now. And he really has centered his entire career and his life around this cause. He started a foundation, which is a nonprofit called the Big Life Foundation, uh, which uh, tries to improve conditions and preserve wildlife in Africa. And he has obviously a huge love for animals. And what's interesting is the way these reflect stylistically and process-wise in his photography. I mentioned that he does shoot on film, but then all of his printing is done digitally. So he does use Photoshop uh, for curves, uh, dodging, burning, uh, things of that nature. He does not use it for um, you know, manipulating the image beyond those basic manipulations. And his work is, is really beautiful. And if you ever get a chance to see, they are inkjet prints, but if you see them in person, they are just visually stunning. This book is very well printed too, uh, but the pictures are big uh, when you see them in galleries. And he's got a couple shows going on this year, and I'll talk about those at the end of the episode here. Um, but what's interesting stylistically and compositionally, what's going on here is he is using, you can see, you know, kind of an odd blur going on around here. And he has kind of, I'd like to know more about it, but he, all I've been able to find in interviews, uh, mainly the one he did in lens work, is that he has a modified lens for his Pentax that is sort of a poor man's tilt and shift. And this is, there are other photographers that shoot with that as well. Keith Carter comes to mind. In fact, I think 
sometimes stylistically with the high contrast imagery and then also that soft focus that Keith Carter and Nick Brandt do have a little bit in common. I don't think intentionally their subject matter is completely different, uh, but both doing animals from time to time in, in Keith Carter's case and then full time in Nick's case, but also that soft focus, the high contrast, and then just these beauty in these portraits, you know, the, the, the back shot of the head here. Um, it really creates a lush, beautiful image. And what's interesting is when people go into doing what I'll refer to as activism photography. One of the things that you see a lot of is shock and awe in the pictures. So you're going to see more color shots of killings or poachings or you know stuff of that nature. And what Nick Brand has chosen to do with his images is something completely different. And his whole goal, as he stated several times in interviews, is to capture uh, the animals in what he calls the state of being. And so because they're black and white, because of the soft focus, you do kind of have this retro feel that you would you know, expect to see in older pictorialism work, uh, although it's not a direct copy of, of what was going on in the, in the 19th century, but you do have that harkening back. So it's almost as if this state of being, you know, we don't, they're timeless. Uh, the animals might be gone now, they might be still alive, but it, they, you know, they're kind of put in a place in time. And you know, the other stylistic hallmarks he does, and I love the way he plays with contrast on these, uh, the way you see these zebras, or if you're in England, you say zebras, but the, walking across this, the desert here. And the contrast where they really stand out, and then this brilliant sky that's moving in. Uh, you can tell he uses red filters a lot when he's shooting. Um, that's an excellent way on film to get those skies, you know, red filtering out blue being dark, uh, to really go dark and just beautiful, beautiful images. But I really love the fact that what he does with, with so many of these images is they're more of a portrait feel. Um, he's been compared to kind of, you know, a wildlife version of Arnold Newman or something of that nature. And, and what I think is interesting about that is that because you, you are able to develop kind of a personal connection with the subjects, uh, whether it be these elephants or these lions, that rather than doing shocking photography to get your attention to promote a cause, he establishes that relationship that develops your interest in the cause. And I think it's really subtly done. I think it's a really neat way to go about this. And you know, no one else I have seen do, is doing wildlife work like this. I mean, these are just beautiful images. Um, he plays with infrared quite a bit. And you know, the fact that he does not use a telephoto lens on these, if you stop and think about that for a minute, uh, you know, that's going to require a lot of time and a lot of patience and a lot of sitting around trying to get a shot. Uh, beautiful shot. This is the cover of this book, but this is kind of one of his hallmark images of this elephant with the dust coming off of him. Uh, it's simply stunning. And the way that contrasts against that, that dark sky, again, with the red filter really, really nicely done. Um, there's an image, it's I believe from the second book, um, and it's a, a portrait of a lion, and he has a little bit of that tilt-shift effect on it, and the wind is blowing. And on Nick Brandt's website, and I'll link to this in the show notes, he has a whole section on called Behind the Image, where he talks about getting some of these images. And remember I mentioned, he's just using standard focal lengths on here, so nothing telephoto, he's up close. This particular image of this lion, uh, he has a backstory on on his website that he talks about, where it literally he sat there <laughs> with this lion spending time for about 17 days and then on the 18th day um, this amazing storm started blowing in and he said the lion was lying down sleeping and this this gust of wind came up and the lion sat up but you know we're talking 18 days to get one image and that is some dedication and some patience and you know a lot of these things 
particularly when you see photographers that are extremely skilled and have just a high level of talent like this, they make it look easy. Like I could just go to Africa and you know, I could you know, get in the right place and get an elephant shot like this. And that is not the case. That is far from the case. And these things take a long time to get and a lot of patience, especially when you're working with wildlife. I mean, there, there are safety issues at play. There are, um, uh, you know, just the sheer patience of it, the, the timing, uh, especially on an image like this. And I love this too. Again, with the contrast, the soft focus of what's going on in the landscape portion of this image, but this amazing dramatic storm that's starting to blow in, which is just fascinating. And I think it's really interesting because, you know, as I mentioned, Nick works with a hybrid process, which I think a lot of photographers do these days, particularly uh, people who show their work online more often than printing it, uh, where you know, we'll typically do scans of film, we'll use applications like Photoshop to go in there and really get the image looking right. And I think it's really interesting because you do not see a lot of fine art photographers that come clean about that. Most people, because of the way the fine art market works, and what you're paying for with a print, uh, there is this kind of old stigma and stereotype that they must be wet plate, they must be alternative process, or it must be kind of object, like for whatever reason, a digital inkjet print is not of that ilk. So it's hard to uh, do serious work and get the same kind of pricing structure in the fine art world um, if you're not shooting like that. And I love the fact that he makes no bones about it. He's completely open and honest about it. And it just works for him. It's not about the process with Nick. It's about the images that he's capturing and it's about the message that's being delivered here. And that comes across when you look at these images. It's amazing. I will link up all of these books in the show notes. Um, all three are worth getting. They're amazing. And you know we've talked about books and short supply before. So if you are interested in this, I highly recommend you get it. This one's really nice. It has a forward, um, an introduction written by Jane Goodall. And uh, I will put up links also to Nick's website and also to the uh, Big Life Foundation as well if you're interested in learning more about that. I want to take a second and give a shout out to our sponsor today, who are the awesome folks over at Squarespace.com. If you're not familiar with Squarespace.com, it's everything you need to build an amazing website, blog, portfolio, or online store. Squarespace's new tagline is build it beautiful, and I don't think that that could be more true. And I want to show you exactly how easy it is to build something beautiful in Squarespace. So we're going to go over to the computer here, and as you can see here, I've got my Squarespace site that I have set up, which is our compositionstudy.com website. And I want to show you how easy it is to build a gallery in here and how fast it is. So what I'm going to do is I don't want this page linked up first. So I'm going to go under the not link section. We'll build the page, then we can link it up. But if I hit the plus sign, Squarespace is going to bring up a little, uh, a little graph here of all the options that I have. And these are different content types. Uh, I can do a blog post, I can put a link, I can make an event, I can even do an album if you're recording music. I'm going to go ahead and select gallery here. And it's going to set up a new gallery and I'm just going to call this photo grams. Um, I have a bunch of photograms that I've created here and if I move over to my desktop here uh, you can see that here they are. It's just a folder of images and these literally just came right out of Lightroom. I just made sure that they were big. Uh, if I get info on one of these you're gonna see that it is yeah roughly 1024 by 841 so that's big enough but I show you that because I don't have to deal with any image resizing or anything. What I'm gonna do is I'm going to take all these images, I'm gonna select them and I'm going to drag them and drop them over where it says this collection is empty, click here to add your first item. And I drag and drop and literally in the background, you can see that it starts uploading all of my images one by one. Squarespace deals with all of the resizing, with making sure that they look good, with making sure that they're gonna look right on mobile, on desktop. I didn't have to code or do anything. 
I'm done. And let's say I don't like the order. I mean, I just kind of put them in a random order. Let's say I want this image first. You drag and drop and you move them around and you change the order. It couldn't be easier. And as you can see over here on the right-hand side, I'm getting live updating as we're going on. I can also click over here on settings and I can get into some of the more uh, nitty-gritty of what I want this to do. If I want to change the URL, I can password protect this gallery. That might be beneficial if some of you work with clients and you don't want to share the work publicly, but you want the client to be able to get to it. You can set a password there. I can go under the advanced column and I can get in here and do tags, categories. I can even inject code into the header of the page. So if you are a coder and you do want to do something custom, uh, that's where you do that. And it really is amazing. And when I'm done, all I do is hit save. Um, it allows you to go in and tweak thumbnails. It allows you to deal with what the master images look like. And that's as easy as it is to build a gallery in Squarespace. Squarespace have a deal right now. You can try everything absolutely free if you head over to their website, which is squarespace.com. They don't even ask for a credit card. Just sign up for a free account. And if you do decide you want to build a website, I can save you 10% off your order if you use offer code AOP on checkout. That is offer code AOP on checkout. And I want to give a special shout out and thanks to the folks at Squarespace for once again sponsoring another episode of The Art of Photography. Nick Brandt is one of the more interesting figures working in contemporary photography today. I absolutely love his work, but what I really love about Nick is the fact that he is not concerned as much with making a mark in the fine art world as he is with creating something that creates awareness for a cause that's very special. And all the work he's doing with Big Life Foundation and in East Africa with the poaching problem that's going on there, I think he's do going about it in a really interesting way with its subtleties, and I think he's absolutely amazing. I will link up to his work in his website and all that good stuff below in the show notes. And uh, if you are in Europe, he's got several shows. He's showing right now in Finland at the Salo Art Museum, and then starting in May at the Fotografska Museum in Stockholm, and then next year in Moscow, which will be pretty interesting too if you're in that part of the world. As I keep saying on the show over and over, it's one thing when you watch videos or I show you th things through books, but if you get a chance to see this work in person, despite the fact that he prints digital inkjet images, they are beautiful and he likes to print his work really big and it's amazing stuff and I really recommend you guys check it out. Another reason, and this is a little bit of a personal note of why I chose to do Nick Brandt on the show today, is with, in, it's, it's a long explanation here, but in terms of some of my own work that I want to be doing and some things that I also want to do that are going to mirror onto the show. Um, one of the things that I've been particularly interested in is getting into a little bit of a hybrid process with alternative process techniques and even using digital uh, methods in there as well. And so I've got some stuff on order through B&H and I've got some surprises in the next couple episodes. And I think you guys are really going to like what we're going to be doing with all this stuff. So anyway, so stay tuned for more. And if you enjoyed this episode, please remember to like it and share it with your friends. And as always, subscribe to The Art of Photography for more videos and updates as they come out so you'll always be up to date on the latest and the greatest. Once again, guys, this has been another episode of The Art of Photography. I'll see you guys in the next video. Later.